The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro in with Mark Avery, and we're from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's indoor, first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can stop by the range, which is located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, or you can give us a call at 937-293-3914, and we'd be more than glad to discuss with you any of your firearms-related needs or interests. If you want to get in on today's show, please call us here at studio at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to talk with you. I want to start off today's show by mentioning that this was a week that was uh, very uh, was filled with extreme emotions. And I say that because this past week, um, the Democratic Party in particular kind of revealed their agenda for the upcoming election and also for their current uh, stint in Congress as to what are their priorities and and I kind of made some notes as to what they were, and I'm going to kind of briefly scan through them, and then we'll talk about some of them in more detail. But uh, basically this last week, um, the, that party uh, made it very clear that one of their major priorities is unlimited, unrestricted immigration with no border control, uh, which uh, in essence allows the free flow of drugs and sex trafficking in this country and basically the unchecked uh, intrusion of mass numbers of immigrants who are going to use inordinate numbers of resources in a variety of different forms, everything from welfare provisions to health care and, and you name it. Uh, but they've made it very clear, based on some of the things they've said, that that's one of their priority agendas. Then the one that really stuck with me, I, I mean, I was just uh, horrified and disgusted uh, when we talk about abortion and killing babies. Um, we, t- we, we talk on this show about the homicide rates in Chicago and around this country and, and the deaths attributed to firearms and things of that nature. But uh, the one reason I want to bring that up Um, Basically, I remember as a high school, college kid on a speech and debate team uh, discussing uh, when life began, and yet now the discussion seems to be focusing on how late in a pregnancy or even after a baby is born can we terminate the life of a child. I'm I'm just absolutely disgusted with the discussion that we we heard in the media based on um, laws that were proposed and or passed in New York, one that was proposed and passed, and then in Virginia, which was proposed and I think defeated, but ended up getting a lot of attention and bringing a lot of the focus of the the issues kind of to the fore and to the public's uh, purview. But um, it, it was particularly unnerving that they would sit there, and in the case of New York, they were cheering. They were actually cheering that. Um, it's one thing if you have a feeling one way or the other in your political affiliation is going to go one direction, but to sit and cheer for the pretty uh, heinous uh, re, uh, process and end result and those kinds of things just kind of makes me real concerned about the, the character of the people that we're talking about. Uh, I don't think I would have survived being a teenager if some of these laws were in effect. I mean, I, if, the, if, it was, if it was possible to, to terminate the life of a child, I suspect that there are some opportunities where my dad would have just about had it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, there, there. I'm not. I know I'm. You know, it sounds like I'm being flipped, but I'm really not because there were some. There were some times when, if it hadn't been illegal, I might not have survived. Well, I, I find that hard to believe. You being you, being you. I mean, I could see that with me and my background, but maybe well, I don't know. There's a dark maybe side. Maybe you, you that don't, I don't know, know me exactly as right. a teenager as well <laughs> as you think you did. Yeah, but anyway, on, on a, a more serious note, um, that was something that really struck a nerve. And then uh, related to that, and several other things, is just their general um, reduced respect for the Constitution basically relegating it, in in some of their words, to nothing more than a piece of paper that was conjured up by a bunch of white privileged men years ago that is now outdated. Now, keep in mind, they're talking about 
the founding document that kind of formed the, the basis for how we live today, how we've lived up until today, and how we will live the rest of our lives. And I was so glad to hear President Trump the other day um, uh, during the um, State of the Union address, the thing, um, along with many other things he said that were very profound, he said that we will not succumb to socialism in the United States. And uh, we, we absolutely have to to look at our, our, our Constitution and the, the precepts and the, the, the tenets that it, it, it promotes to, to see that we are where we are today. We got to where we're at today because of those very profound men who, uh, and remember, many of these people were operating at the time. Um, they weren't real affluent in the true sense of, of affluence as we know it today. They were doing it for the, the, the sheer um, benefit of the people that they represented. And uh, you, you look at that document, you look per, especially the Bill of Rights, uh, the First Amendment, Second, the Fourth, the Fifth, the Sixth, and the Eighth Amendment, then the Fourteenth Amendment, which kind of made the, the first 10 applicable to the states um, later. Uh, you, you look at what those mean. For example, the First Amendment, Democrats are trying to suppress speech. If the speech doesn't support their particular agenda, they want to kibosh, put a kibosh on it, or they want to kind of change, change the narrative. With the Second Amendment, um, right now, Mark and I have been following legislation. It hasn't gone too far yet. They had some hearings this past week, but uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, the Democrats made it very clear that two of their top legislative uh, items are the implementation of what they call universal background checks, which we already have in place, but their version of it is something much darker than what people think it is or what they've they're used to experiencing we'll talk more about that later but then they also want to talk about what they term again as an assault weapon ban and again they use language that those of us that are in the gun world that own guns we know that they don't know what they're talking about but they don't know what they're not not talking about many of their followers don't know that they don't know what they're talking about and it sounds like they know what they're talking about and it's something they might be able to support and they really don't they don't even know that they don't know what they're talking about and when they get challenged they make these categorical statements that are so completely false that it is almost comical if it wasn't the fact that they're in the position to be able to pass laws that make zero sense. You know, Mark, the classic example of that, and there's two organizations that I think have the potential to be, they could have um, been established and maintained as reputable organizations. That's Mothers Against Gun Violence and then the what's the, the, the sister organization that nationwide, the big cities and... There's another every one that, town, every town, yeah, every yeah. town against gun violence. I mean, they're classic uh, examples of what you were just saying, Mark. They 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 uh, conjure up a lie, they advertise, market, and promote the lie, and then they tell everybody that the lie is the truth, and they never make corrections. Number one, they don't want to make corrections. They no, first they don't want to tell facts because facts go against their agenda, and they don't want to make corrections because the corrections make them look stupid which is how they act most of the time. Well, and, and there was a classic example just recently where they published an infographic talking about gun violence in America, and the source that they cite is the Centers for Disease Control Non-Fatal Injury Reports. And even one of Bloomberg's other organizations, The Trace, reported back as far as October that those numbers are unreliable and can't be used for anything, And that has been repeatedly, of course, been the position of the National Rifle Association. And yet they continue to tout those same numbers, no either either intentionally ignorant that somebody else in the same organization has shown how those numbers are completely bogus and have nothing to do with gun violence. Or they just simply choose to ignore that information because it makes a great story if you accept their absurd premise that these numbers are useful and meaningful. Well, and the sad thing about that, Mark, is every one of us, my listeners, you and me, most every gun owner I know, we're all against gun violence. Uh, That's something that's clear and unequivocal. None of us advocate that people should do violence with guns, let alone any other means. So when they use that phrase or that they, they make it seem like it's something other than it is, and, and that's the unfortunate thing, because just like I'm, I'm anti-abortion and there are pro-abortion people and we can um, I would I would pop, probably join a group that had legitimacy if they were anti-gun violence and they weren't looking to do other things like you're talking about, like we've been talking right. about for years. And, and the big thing is that and the point that I think you and I have made before in talking with we've had one guy that called in that was 
part of the the anti-gun anti-gun violence, I, I will call it that. And and I argue with the term gun violence because if you are killed, it really doesn't matter whether they used a gun or a knife or a baseball bat or fists or any other sort of uh, violent assault methodology. It doesn't really make any difference. So gun violence is a completely bogus term. Yes, there are people who use guns in violent acts, but it's not the gun, it's the violence. So if we started focusing on people who do violence instead of worrying about what tool they used, we might actually be able to make some progress. Well, you know, I, I would um, just clarify my, my belief on, on that in reference to, to the sheer statistics. Each year, on average, and the numbers fluctuate 10 to 20 percent um, from year to year, but uh, about uh, anywhere from um, 9 to 12,000 people are killed in the United States via guns. A total of between twelve and fifteen thousand people are killed. So basically, and that does fourths, not include suicide. That does not include suicide. And so that's I'm an talking important only point. about homicide because because, because a lot of a, the numbers that are always they always they include always suicide, and then they say which oh, it's thirty thousand, sure, yeah, which doubles which the number, is ridiculous. Yeah. But but my point here is when you look at nine thousand or two three fourths of the total homicides are done with guns, that's substantial, and I think we could make the claim that violence by way of guns is an issue that we could. Uh, certainly um, advocate against. However, when you look at that 9,000 uh, deaths rel- relative to the number of gun owners and or the number of guns owned in this country, again, Mark always laughs at me, and, and I laugh at myself sometimes, but 9,000 compared to 100 million, um, when you look That's at 100 number, million yeah. people that own guns, uh, and we don't even know at that 50 that million, let's, yeah. let's cut it in half. Let's say it's 50 million. 9,000 compared to 50 million it's a very small percentage. And, you know, the study that we've uh, been talking about the last couple of weeks was there were just recently two major studies by reputable organizations which uh, identified that 90% of the guns used in crime were not obtained legally. 10%, uh, only 10% were obtained legally. And then uh, for whatever means, they were transferred to other people. But that 90% and many additional of those criminal theft. act, that's exactly right, through criminal acts, those guns were stolen and ultimately used in crime. It's not always homicide. It could be robbery. It could be rape. It could be other things that they use the gun to kind of control the individual. So when you look at the totality, it's unfortunate they use that term to mean something that it's really not. Yeah, and it, and it actually clouds the argument. There are some legitimate points that could be made. They have so polluted the, the discussion that there's not a thing they could say that anybody would bother to listen to and take any credibility in because they have lied so much about so many other things, they've lost the opportunity to make a, a salient point, even if there was one to be made. We're going to need to take our first break uh, for the hour, but I just want to mention, we come back, I'm going to be talking about some things relative to the Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment concerning uh, not only guns, but also kind of the way justice is being meted out in our society and how things have kind of changed. And we'll talk about that. We have a caller on the line. And if you want to get in on today's uh, discussion, call us here at the studio at 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to talk. Yeah, to Dan, you. don't give up on us. We are going to get to you after the break. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Whether you're a man or a woman, you'd probably love to own the road in a new Toyota Tacoma. Well, lucky you. (laughs) On February 23rd, Miami Valley Gaming is giving one guy and one gal a new Toyota Tacoma or $20,000 cash. So ladies and gents, earn entries through February 23rd at Miami Valley Gaming. See player services for complete rules. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Cybersecurity is a scary term for a lot of businesses. It's unfamiliar, unpredictable, and can do severe damage to your business. So where do you start? Let the experts at Back to Business IT help you navigate your way to protecting your business. Avoid becoming a cyber statistic and lean on us to take that burden off your shoulders. Back to Business will develop a plan that fits your business and provides you peace of mind that your data is secure. Take action today and visit us at backtobusinessit.com. 
Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT. Your basement is damp, dirty, and not somewhere you want to spend time. You've tried other flooring only to have to replace it again and again. Nature Stone is the only solution that will stand up to flooding and water damage. It has a higher insulation rating than carpet and is warmer than linoleum, vinyl, wood, or tile. Only Nature Stone will never have to be replaced. It's easy to clean and comfortable, too. Call or go to naturestone.com to schedule your free in-home estimate and get up to 50% off. Nature Stone, the only concrete solution. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. If you're like me, I do a lot of shopping with my mobile phone because it's fast and I can use it anywhere. Hi, this is Scott from Premier Rental Purchase, and we have an easy-to-use mobile app. Just go to your Apple or Google App Store and download it. It is free. You can shop in real time, receive store specials, and make payments. Everything you need is at your fingertips. Don't wait. Go to your app store and get the Premier Rental Purchase app today. Save 11% on everything at Menards. It's the perfect time for a kitchen update. Explore the beautiful cabinets on display and find the style that's right for your home, knowing you can save 11% on all of it. Compliment your cabinets with Riverstone Quartz Countertop. Complete the project with a perfect faucet, backsplash, and floor. And save 11% on everything now at Menards. Good through February 9th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. The Springfield Gun Show returns to the Clark County Fairgrounds this weekend. Always on target with everything you need for the shooting sports and self-defense. All at discount gun show prices. Free parking. Don't miss your chance to buy, sell, and trade at the Springfield Gun Show. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4. This weekend at the Clark County Fairgrounds. I-70 exit 59 in Springfield. Coupons and more info at cegunshows.com. That's cegunshows.com. Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness, and we are extending our offer for a free 30-day membership. That's right. You can still check us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. We have eight locations with tons of equipment, rows of cardio, and group fitness classes. We also have free childcare and free tanning. You can even do your cardio in our movie theater. Also, most of our clubs are open 24 hours, so don't wait. Get your free 30-day membership by stopping in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. This is Rick Moody, your commercial real estate connection for the Dayton region. For leasing, buying, selling of office, retail, industrial, or warehouse space, contact me at Coldwell Banker Commercial Heritage. This is Rick Moody. I am your place for space. A chilly start for us out there this morning. Temperatures around 9 degrees in Dayton at the lowest point. That puts wind chills around negative 5 if we have any bit of a breeze. Thankfully, throughout the day today, we're looking at mostly sunny skies. That wind is calming down and high temperatures reaching 29 degrees. Overnight tonight, 17 degrees for the low temperature under mostly clear skies and a chance for snow waving in and switching to a wintry mix on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip, and we're glad that you've joined us this afternoon. Let's jump out to the phones and talk to Dan, who's been holding for quite some time, calling in from Kettering. Dan, thanks for waiting. Hello. How are you doing? Excellent. How can we help you? Well, I just bought an RV camper, and I'm going to be uh, traveling uh, to Florida in the near future, and then in the fall I'm going to be heading out west. What do I have to worry about carrying a gun in the camper where there's nobody? It's, you know, it's a tow behind, so there's nobody in the camper when I'm driving. But then I would be stopping and spending the night. Does it count like a house? Uh, do I have to worry about things like going into state parks? Well, uh, um, yeah, I wish there was a good single answer for that. Um, the, the, the laws in each state are going to be what you have to check. And what I do 
the, the favorite website that I have for detailed research on what the laws are is handgunlaw.us. Handgunlaw.us. Uh, right. And, the ni- and what I really like about it um, is that each of the references, they have references for each of the state summaries, but then, so they give you uh, several different bullet points of things that are common across the state. So uh, whether there's a duty to notify and uh, what the transportation requirements are and how you, all of these things, they have uh, bullets for each of those and then a quick summary. But they also have a reference directly to the state's revised code. So you can go read what the law for that state actually says. Now, I recommend that you actually print it out and have a copy with you and maybe just stick it in a notebook. If you're going to be traveling across several states, put a tab for each of the states, and then you can review it and find out what they are. As far as national parks are concerned, um, back in 2009, a law passed that made national parks follow the rules of the state parks in which they are located. So here in Ohio, you're allowed to carry in a state park, and therefore you're allowed to carry in national parks that are in the state of Ohio. I don't know the laws for all the states, but I have done exactly what I just described to you when I drove across country uh, last year, and I found that's the best way to keep up with it because there are so many different sets of rules that is it's pretty much impossible for someone to memorize all of those rules unless you spend a lot of time there. And being able to have that reference so that you can go to as you're getting ready to go into a new state and review what they have. Um, I, that's why I print it out. I know you can get it online. And, of course, everybody's wired and connected to everything all the time. But you never know what kind of coverage you're going to get out in the Badlands. Well, what I was thinking about, though, is like when I'm traveling – the gun is in the trailer. Nobody is in the trailer. Do I have to worry about that as being uh, in, in possession of the gun, or is that just that just count as a yeah. luggage or something? It, well, if there is there is one um, uh, U.S. Code uh, nine uh, eight, 18 U.S.C. nine twenty eight um, A gives you the interstate transportation of firearms, and that's not talking about concealed carry. That's just talking about transport of firearms. And if you follow those rules, technically, you should be able to pass through any location. You do need to be able to um, possess the firearm in each end of the trip. It does require unloaded. It does require that it be locked. But you may not have to follow those rules depending on the state that you're in as long as you're transporting it in accordance with the provisions of that state. I Even following those rules, I would not go through New York. I would not go through New Jersey. I would not go through uh, California, um, at least as a destination, because they typically they don't follow the federal rules. Even though they're the federal rules are supposed to take precedence, they often just ignore them. And there have been people arrested, particularly in New Jersey, is is particularly bad. So, well, what I my my concern was, I've not researched this yet, but. Uh, if I go to like a state park where you're not allowed to have a firearm in the state park, what can I do with it? I mean, could you, does it mean just disassemble or uh, and just keep it unloaded? Or again, I, that's one of those things that you're going to have to look to see what the rules are for that state. Okay, um, because that's a destination, so the interstate transportation doesn't apply anymore. Dan, All right. thanks very much for calling the show. We need to take a break and head out into the News Center. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 2.30. I'm John Tisdale with a WHIO News Update. Our top story, we're seeing a cold but sunny Saturday across the Miami Valley, but that is expected to change with a chance for snow tomorrow. Near perfect conditions for Saturday, but snow is on the way. I'll let you know how much we expect to get. I'm meteorologist Jesse Magger, exclusive W. WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic State Route 571 in Miami County remains closed in both directions between Tip City and State Route 202 due to high water. Got a report of a crash in the area of Dayton.
International Airport. And if you're traveling on southbound 675 from I-70 to US-35, that 13-mile drive will take you about 12 minutes point to point. Our top story, the sun is out today across the Miami Valley, but you're going to need the winter coat, hats, gloves, and scarves if you're going to be outside. However, the sun will not be around all weekend as a messy Sunday is expected with a mix of rain, sleet, and snow across the area. Switching back to snow could bring us one to two inches of snow, especially to the north of Dayton. Dayton's forecasted total is looking like right around one inch. At Storm Center 7, meteorologist Jesse Maggie will have the full forecast coming up in just seconds. Flooding continues for parts of the Miami Valley from this week's rainfall. We're still seeing multiple roads and even parts closed due to high waters. If you do see any high water remaining from the floodwaters that we had the past couple of days that you don't try to drive through it, that you turn around and find an alternate route. But also be cognizant of the fact that if there was high water earlier, that it, there is a chance that it has frozen over, creating some very slick spots. WHO's James Ryder says Rice Park remains closed in Miamisburg. The baseball field remains underwater. A flood warning remains in effect for Clark County until 4 o'clock this afternoon. Now to Clark County, where Yellow Springs police are still searching for a 26-year-old man who has been reported missing for nearly a month. We are told that Leonie Clark was last seen in Yellow Springs around January 13th. Clark is a white male, 5'6", with hazel eyes and brown hair weighing around 120 pounds. Anyone with information is asked to call Yellow Springs police at 937-767-7206. You decide 2020, it's official. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren has thrown her hat into the presidential ring. The fight to build an America where dreams are possible, an America that works for everyone. Warren made the announcement this afternoon in Lawrence, Massachusetts. She joins fellow Democratic Senators Kamala Harris and Cory Booker in the party's primary to challenge President Donald Trump in 2020. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is expected to make an announcement about her political future tomorrow. And later this afternoon, the Dayton Flyers will look to rebound from Tuesday night's loss at St. Louis when they battle the Rhode Island Rams in Kingston, Rhode Island. Our pregame coverage begins at 3, tip-off is at 4. Larry Hanskin and Keith Moliskowski will have the call, followed by Flyer feedback afterwards right here on the home of the Flyers. And now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, your Storm Center 7 meteorologist, Jesse Mack. Mostly sunny skies expected today with chilly temperatures up to 29 degrees for the high, but the wind's relatively calm. Overnight tonight, mostly clear skies and a low temperature of 17 degrees. Clouds waving in throughout the morning on Sunday and snow arriving in the afternoon. That's going to switch to a wintry mix and then rain by the late afternoon into the evening hours. Towards midnight, we'll switch back to a wintry mix and even snow waving into the Miami Valley. High temperatures on Sunday topping off at 36 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear sunshine across outsider studios here on South Main Street. Currently, we've got 24 degrees in Huber Heights, 23 degrees in Springfield, and 24 degrees in Dayton at 234. I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Attention, if you have a pension, February 20th is a date that you need to circle on your calendar. It's a deadline you don't want to miss, but first you have a decision to make. After that, it will be too late to take a lump sum pension payout before segmented rates go up, which could cost you 40, 50, 60, possibly even hundreds of thousands of your hard earned dollars. This hike could have a lasting impact on your retirement. So get your questions about segmented rates answered today before you make a decision. Call Mike Martinez and the pension group team now to learn how these rate changes will affect your retirement pension income. Don't procrastinate. The deadline to act is February 20th, and it's quickly approaching. Call Mike Martinez and the team at the Pension Group today to schedule your visit. 844-492-4600. That's 844-492-4600. Get the information you need so you can get the most from your pension. 844-492-4600. Investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. And right before the break, Dan called in with a, a very good comment. And I would just want to kind of follow up on that. Um, Mark and I were talking on the break, and it's things that I've mentioned several times before. Just as an example, there are probably many of our listeners out there and, and myself 
Um, there's going to be a time here in the near future when I want to go down to Talladega, Alabama, to the new civilian marksmanship park. It's a brand new CMP, uh, CMP range, similar to Camp Perry, but only fully automated, brand new compared to, I think, Camp Perry was built either just before or just after um, World War II. Uh, whenever it was, it was real old, and it doesn't have much of the automation that uh, the new one. If you ever want to see something as to where the the shooting sports industry has progressed. Just go to the civilian, civilian marksmanship park in uh, Talladega, uh, Alabama, and you'll see um, you can be sitting in the lounge enjoying a meal, and your friends could be out on whatever range it is, and you can be watching their results, not only watching them shoot, but watching where they're scoring with the way they have their system it's, set up. It's the same kind of system that they use for Olympic shooting. Yeah, yeah. But the point I want to make is somebody like me or you, are, you're going to want to go there. Well, people wonder... I'm going to be taking, uh, whether you're taking a, a recreational vehicle or just going in your own car, what guns can I take and what condition do they have to be in? The general rule is if you're going to a place like that, you can transport guns unloaded, uh, typically in a compartment that you cannot reach by uh, being inside the car. And obviously unloaded means unloaded means unloaded. And the safe thing to do is don't even put ammunition in the magazines and you're good. Now that's totally different than concealed carry. Many of the states, including Alabama, have reciprocity with Ohio, which would permit you to carry your personal protection gun with you and um, use that in that capacity in route to and while you're there subject to any limitations with the particular uh, state that you're uh, state of uh, destiny. Um, and then obviously you can uh, carry it back. But when you're traveling across country, particularly out west, there are people who wonder, just like uh, Dan, well, if I'm going to go to the national parks on my way to uh, um, uh, Utah, whatever the case is, before I go to those national parks, what do I have to do if I spend three or four days in the national parks? As Mark mentioned, the safest thing to do is to read the legislation. Unfortunately, some of it, it's not clear. It's not specified. It's unclear. The best thing to do is call ahead, get a hold of either the attorney general's office in that state, maybe even the park service, ask them. Now I have gotten reports from several people at the range who said that even people at the Park Service couldn't give them yeah, a definitive answer. They don't know. So you're going to have to call around, do as, as much good faith uh, uh, kind of preemptive uh, checking so you don't get yourself in a situation where you have to surrender your guns in an unfortunate situation. Yeah, and what you were talking about in terms of putting it in the trunk, that is exactly the interstate transportation. That That's what that's talking about. But it doesn't apply once you reach a destination. So if you're going to... If you're passing through, if I'm if I'm in Ohio and I'm passing through Illinois and and Indiana and I'm on my way to um, parts out west, what what happens in between falls under interstate transportation. But if I'm going to stop in Illinois, now I have to follow Illinois rules and the interstate transportation doesn't apply any longer. So that's why I that's why I particularly like handgunlaw.us because it does give you a good summary of each state, plus it gives you, I realize it's a snoozer, but reading the actual revised code for each state is really the best way to find out what the law actually says. And having a printed copy makes your argument a lot stronger when you're educating someone who doesn't know the rules, as we've often seen happens from and time to time. that particular issue was a critical issue of discussion when they moved the trap shooting grand from North Dayton out to Chicago. And now it was a critical factor in them deciding to move the grand back to, believe it or not, Ohio. Um, the, exactly right. They're going to be moving it to Cardinal Shooting Sports Center up in uh, central Ohio here very soon if what they haven't win. already done it. It's a great thing. But the point is, even the people going up to Chicago, they said they were subject to all kind of rules and regulations. Even, believe it or not, even the match coordinators were strictly enforcing some of the provisions with, guess what, law-abiding people. Let me tell you something. If you don't already know this, the people that go to the Grand National Trap Shoot, um, I've been around a lot of those people. Uh, my experience, I'd feel safe saying, hey, come on over, come on over to my camper if we were camping and let's have dinner together. Uh, let's go to this restaurant together because they're law-abiding, uh, good people who do things the right way. They have all the rightful intentions, no wrongful intentions, and people just quite frankly got sick of the state of Illinois and the people that were courting the matchup there putting tight restrictions and threatening them in certain cases with certain criminal acts that were going to occur if they didn't do things the way they recommended. I'll guarantee them this based on my experience at Carl. Cardinal, they're going to meet with a very happy and uh, kind of welcoming um, uh, party when they get up here. Oh, yeah. that I mean, the, the folks that run that place, absolutely. Uh, and, and frankly, most of the people involved in the shooting sports 
the same way. Absolutely. The kind of people that you want to have as friends, they're probably better than some family members in, yes. <laughs> yes. in some cases. Jeff, let's jump back out to the phones and talk to Steve, who's calling from Dayton. Uh, Steve has an interesting question. Go ahead, Steve. Hi, fellas. Uh, on the issue of the Second Amendment, I do not understand, and nobody's ever explained it to me, if the framers said not to be infringed upon, that is the only amendment in the Constitution that states that, why do these people keep going after the Second Amendment? Why doesn't the, the Supreme Court or somebody say, look, it's over, quit leaving it alone, quit bothering it? That's number one. Number two, on the the, uh, there were, were three uh, Muslim women, new Congress ladies, who refused to take an oath to uphold our Constitution. Get them out of there. If you can't, you know, can't uphold, uh, if you can't take that oath on our Bible, as a matter of fact, not the Koran, why are they allowed and permitted to be in our Congress? That's my two questions. Steve, let me address the first issue, and I'm going to let Mark jump in because he he is really the person who I think is the ambassador for um, the, the true language of the Second Amendment. But what I want to mention, first of all, is that most all the people that I know who want to infringe on the Second Amendment don't have any idea what the Second Amendment is, don't understand what it protects, and don't understand, quite frankly, the significance of the Second Amendment relative to the entire Constitution. Um, that's, that's why they say the things they do, and then they hide behind the cloak of, well, you know, that was back in those days when this was happening and that was happening, and guess what? Here we are now, 250 plus years later and kind of the same things are starting to show their ugly face in well, different forms of government. And I think the other aspect is that what they don't really understand and don't want to understand is the history of the second amendment, what it was that the entire uh, discussion associated with and the evolution of what finally was ratified as the second amendment. There were several provisions that were included that in that said things like for the protection of the of the state for and and in different states, they had different versions of that. But uh, when it finally came down to the the final wording, it's the words that we now have. And those words have very little fuzz on them, as you're indicating Um what we aren't going to see, and I think it's appropriate that we don't see it, is that we're not going to see a court go in and overturn all the laws. But I think what we need to see is for law-abiding citizens like you and us and other friends who recognize what the Second Amendment is about, making sure that the people that they put into office recognize what the Second Amendment is about, and then change the laws so that we remove the infringements that, frankly, are unconstitutional— and then get instead, we have people who recognize and support the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, including the amendments, and some of which I don't completely agree with, but let's leave that aside. The, the, the Bill of Rights, absolutely, we absolutely need to, without any reservation, defend those, including the Ninth and Tenth, which sometimes say re these powers which are not otherwise enumerated are reserved to the people or to the states, and that is one that is violated routinely by the federal government. So, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It's something that needs to get fixed, but I don't think the right place to get it fixed is in the court. I think the right place to get it fixed is by removing those laws from legislation. So that means we need to have a Congress that will pass the laws, a president that will sign the laws, and a Supreme Court that will uphold those laws as they are written. I don't think there's going to be a problem with the Supreme Court. I don't think that removing a law that is clearly in violation of the Constitution is going to be a problem for the Supreme Court. And anybody that would sue to or, or thinks that they have standing to challenge that law is likely going to lose because the clear and simple language of that law clearly says. Now, there's a lot of laws that, frankly, to me— I read the clear and simple language of the law and the clear and simple language, sometimes the laws aren't that simple, and the clear and simple language of the Constitution, which actually is very simple. And I can see the disconnect, but because of this stare decisis and which they're saying anything that's already been decided gets to stay as it's decided, 
unless there is a compelling argument for a reason otherwise and why it should change, removing the law becomes a compelling argument. And, well, and, and the confusion that's created right now will create the compelling argument, the Absolutely, things that are happening yeah. right now. And I just want to kind of segue into another issue when we're talking about the Constitution uh, relative to the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment due process clause. That's something that is very terribly misunderstood. And right now, in a couple of uh, uh, major cases and circumstances, the one involving the changing of the language uh, relative to um, uh, making a slide fire bump stock a uh, um, automatic weapon or automatic rifle or some or machine gun. Right. Um, that's one thing. Uh, d- people are basically being denied due process because. Uh, um, the person who wrote that, that or did the change in the law in that organ, the Department of Justice, no just law, said, it's regulations. It's just regulation. They just said we've changed the language effective March seventeenth. It's a machine gun. You got to turn it in or destroy it and show proof of it being destroyed. If we we ask you, and we're not going to give you any compensation. So the due process just compensation clause of the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment illegal is taking pushed to the side. And then the second issue are the red flag laws around the country. They've had mixed results with. Uh, um, the implementation of red flag laws. And for our listeners who may not be totally you know, familiar with what we're talking about, we're talking about laws that state that if individuals raise certain issues relative to your safety and security or your instability or they have dis, uh, they disagree maybe with your philosophy and they call the law enforcement officers, based on, depending on what's said, law enforcement can come in without any hearing, they can confiscate your firearms, and they can remain the property until forever possibly. And that's or they could be destroyed. Or they could be destroyed. And, and then you'd again, never get them back. No due process, no compensation. And, and number one, it shouldn't even get to that point where you're denying people their Second Amendment right. And then on the top of that, you're denying them the due process provisions that go along with that, those types of things. So did we answer your question? I know it's probably not the answer you want, but did we get there? Yeah, but how about the, uh, the Muslim women that would not take an oath to uphold our Constitution? Well, well, tell me specifically, do you know for a fact they wouldn't take the oath or they just wouldn't put their hand on the Bible and they want to put it on the Quran yeah, instead no, of the Bible? No, that was yesterday, I believe. They would not put their hand on our Bible. Well, yeah, and okay. again, but did they say that they would not uphold the laws of the state of the the state that they live in in the in the United States, or that they did not uphold the U.S. Constitution? You're talking about U.S. Constitution. Right. I mean, U.S. Uh, representatives. They said that's not that doesn't apply to them because, of course, they're Muslims, and because ours has the the reference to God. Well, I, as opposed to yeah. Allah or whoever. That right. that's one I I haven't actually researched, and uh, although and I, and I hadn't heard of it until you just mentioned it, um, I I would have a serious problem with that. Having taken an oath to uphold and support to defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, um, yeah. If it, that if that's what they refuse to take, then they should not be in office. And here's the other thing I'll, I'll say, Steve. Um, that is the core essence of their taking that oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Now, the issue about whether they put their hand on the Bible or the Koran, that could be a separate issue that I'm not even certain how the law or how things like that are interpreted. But the the, the issue of whether or not they uphold the laws of the, the state that they represent in the, the United States, that's a core issue. And if they deny that, that's a flagrant uh, dereliction of duty. Yeah, that's and that's something that I I don't know that anyone can actually serve, even though they've been elected, if they're not willing to support and, and take that oath of office. Um, the, the question of where you put your hand is less of an issue than the, the uh, affirming. In fact, they've even removed the word swear because of some people refuse to do that and, and uh, have a religious prohibition against swearing. So that's um, why affirm has been replaced as a possible word but if they're refusing to do even that much, then I'm not sure how they even uh, were admitted to office because that is a prime requirement. Steve, thanks very much for calling the show. Interesting discussion. We need to take our last break for the hour. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Food and drink, entertainment, demonstrations, special pricing offered by the top businesses in the area. You can make your dream home a reality at the Miami Valley's Ultimate Home Expo at the Dayton Mall, the only home show with free admission and free parking. The Miami Valley's Ultimate Home Expo, February 8th through the 18th at the Dayton Mall. Some of the best names, most reputable area businesses on hand to answer your questions and start making your dreams come true. There'll be plenty to do with live entertainment, good food and drink, demonstrations by Monarch Market on painting and staining, essential oils, farmhouse inspiration, and so much more. All areas of home improvement will be there. From kitchens to bathrooms to flooring, hot tub, landscaping, it's waiting for you. But what are you waiting for? Get to the Miami Valley's Ultimate Home Expo at the Dayton Mall. Free admission and free parking. To learn more and get a complete schedule of events, go online to homeexpodayton.com, homeexpodayton.com. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $4.99 deals. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $4.99. Our first bought five goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway for $4.99 deals. He was able to choose from four tasty footlongs or six six-inch meals that include a 21-ounce drink and chips for just $4.99 each. Oh, Winner every day. Subway. Make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Farmers and Merchants Bank wants you to know if you use Casasa, then you enjoy free checking, earning 2% annual percentage yield each month. Plus, you have the friendly, personalized service you expect at a community bank. That's Casasa. Big bank rewards at a community bank. Choose free Casasa checking at Farmers and Merchants Bank. Account approval, qualifications, limits, and other requirements apply. Get details at Farmers and Merchants Bank and buy. Miamisburg, West Carrollton, Germantown, and New Lebanon. Learn more on Lindy at bankwithfm.com. Member FDIC. The Springfield Gun Show returns to the Clark County Fairgrounds this weekend. Always on target with everything you need for the shooting sports and self-defense. All at discount gun show prices. Free parking. Don't miss your chance to buy, sell, and trade at the Springfield Gun Show. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4. This weekend at the Clark County Fairgrounds. I-70 exit 59 in Springfield. Coupon and more info at cegunshows.com. That's cegunshows.com. Sunny skies expected all day today will lift to a high temperature of 29 degrees and thanks to next to no breeze as we go later in the day, wind chills will remain in the mid to upper 20s. Overnight tonight, mostly clear conditions with temperatures dropping down into the teens. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Boy, how time flies when you're having fun. There's a few things I want to mention before we go off the air. Um, the Sig Sauer P365s have finally uh, broke and come available, and they are flying off the shelves. We cannot get them in fast enough to get them sold. We're selling them. We have them in stock. We just got our second shipment of them. Um, they're uh, $550. Uh, we also have one on our range program, so if you want to try it out before you buy it, they corrected the problem that was uh, apparently uh, plaguing that platform early last year when it first launched and initially resulted in some slow sales. But uh, it is probably on a nationwide level one of the best-selling um, single-stack compact firearms currently being sold. So if you haven't already done so, get in and try it out. And if you want one, we got them in stock only until they're, they're gone and until we can replenish them. Another gun I want to tell you about, I told you, uh, I did the initial review last year online and told my listening audience about the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield EZ. And uh, we think that's a, a good option for some people. Basically, what they did is they took the Smith & Wesson M&P 22 compact pistol and built a 380 um, gun around that, uh, that frame. Uh, it has features such as a very light action slide. It is very noticeably easier to rack than uh, many of the other 9mm or 380 pistols that are currently on the market. It also has a very smooth trigger that is uh, assisted by the fact that it has kind of a back strap. It's not really a back strap safety, but it actually helps in the um, the cocking of the, 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 the mechanism so that it makes it easier to pull the trigger and fire the gun. And it also has easy load magazines. The initial versions came with a safety that was causing problems because people would get that aggressive two-handed grip with strong thumb over weak thumb, and they were inadvertently 
um, when the gun would recoil, would push the safety up into the um, the safe position and cause the, the kill gun, me position to, is what to, I call yeah, it. Yeah, cause it to lock up. Well, they've since released, and we now have in stock a um, half of them are gone. We got a dozen, and we've already sold half of them. And uh, we now have the versions without the safety that that's not a problem. And we also have that in our range program. So if you haven't shot that, get on down and see that. One other thing I want to let you know about: ammo is starting to. Not really dry up, but it's not as readily available as it was before Christmas. Uh, some of that's due to a huge military contract that's being fed, uh, filled by federal right now, uh, which is obviously going to cause a little bit of a shortage in the system for a while. But we've got uh, a large quantity of uh, Blazer brass. We're selling cases of that for $200, and you get an additional $1 per box off on um, uh, a rebate through federal. So it brings the total price down to another $180. And one last thing uh, I just want to mention is that we have one special gun that just came in this last week. Uh, you can't shoot it, but you can come and, and see it, admire it, and pre-order it. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to come down to the range and see it, but I will give you a hint. It's one of Glock's two what are going to, I think, be big hitters in 2019. So you probably know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, stop down to Sim Trainer and ask Mark to see uh, the special Glock that came in. You can't shoot it because they don't have enough to release them for our, uh, range, our range program, program yeah. yet, but we got one for sale, first come, first serve, so the first person that sees it and puts the money up on the table is going to be the one to take it home. And that's the other Mark. That's the Mark with a that's, C. That's, that's Jeff's son. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that it, it, you do want to come take a look at it, even if even if you're not ready to purchase a gun, especially if you're a Glock person. If you're someone who already shoots Glock, you, you definitely want to come take a look at this new gun. It's... Uh, it they they've they probably knocked another one out of the park. Yes, they definitely did. A um, couple other things I want to mention uh, coming up in April, um, only an hour and a half away. The the NRA annual meetings are going to be held in Indianapolis. I believe mm-hmm. it's the last weekend in April. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Typically, we go over Friday morning. We'll stop and have breakfast. That's always a prerequisite to going on a road trip. Breakfast. We stop and have breakfast. Yeah. Um, uh, usually at one of our favorite places here in Kettering. But, uh, and then we go over, we spend the day walking through the, the, the aisles and checking things out, dropping in on a couple seminars, and then turn around and come back home and get dinner on the way home. So front-end breakfast, back-end dinner, and what we do in between is just a bunch of fun. But, uh, again, it's over in Indianapolis. They hold it at the Lucas uh, Arena right there in downtown Indianapolis. And even though it's in downtown Indianapolis, they have loads, unlike other venues, they have loads of parking. So it's not hard to find parking. You might just have to walk a little while, but there's plenty of parking. So. And if you don't have your walk-in shoes, you're not prepared to be That's there exactly anyway. Right. So. Unless you rent a Segway or a, a, one of those uh, electric motorized wheelchairs or something, you're going to trek around in uh, even if you don't need to because it's it's a long walk, but it's a, it's a great it's a great time. The things that happen there are wonderful, so you got to experience it. It's been a while since I've been able to go to one of the national meetings, and I might make a weekend of it. So we might even do some live remote stuff there. So with, I'll be there. You'll be here. That would work out and great. And we might just go ahead and do that because it is – We, in fact, our second show on the air back in 2009, we did that when I was in Phoenix. And uh, that was a lot of fun. The things were a little different then. Uh, there was that was back in the day when it was an 18 month wait to get an AR-15 from DPMS, yeah, yeah. and uh, Glock was making guns as fast as they could. There was nobody in any of the offices; everybody was out on the floor, and the orders were still coming in faster than they can send them out. Absolutely. So things are a little different now, um, but there's a lot of new stuff, and I think it, it's it's about time that I spend a few days over there. With my new bride. So yeah. we would, we may just go ahead and make a weekend of that. It is a great weekend. And the other thing I want to tell you about, and I don't have the date in front of me, but I believe it's in May, is the United States Concealed Carry uh, USCCA uh, annual conference, which I believe is in Louisville this year. And either Louisville or Pittsburgh, one of the two. And um, I, I just checked moved the United around States the country Concealed too, Carry so, yeah. Association. It's another great conference. Lots of good seminars. Uh, open to the public. you got to join and, and be a member, but it'll be an opportunity for you to see some great things. And here we go out of time again. So thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Stick around for UD uh, with uh, University of Rhode Island. I actually uh, took trombone lessons at the University of Rhode Island, walked up there in uh, in music in the music building. So stick around for that. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.